Hi, and welcome to Vegio, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Anna, and I'm joined today by Steve, and we have some special guests that we'll introduce to you in a moment. We are all vegan and volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the TVA and heard on CJRU, 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. If you don't know, the TVA's mission is to inspire people to choose a green, healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Michael, Michael and, and Tony. Tony from Yam Chops. So we're going to take a little pause here and then we'll have them in. Uh, hope you enjoy our show today. So we're joined today by... Tony and Michael Abramson from Yam Chops. And thank you so much for coming out. So uh, let's talk a little bit about how you started. Well, um, our backgrounds are not in the food business. And interestingly enough, we both have an ad agency background and owned our own uh, ad boutique uh, agency for 27 years. But Michael forever has had this passion for cooking, uh, having been veg for 43. 40 years, 43 years now. And as we were kind of going through the journey uh, at our ad agency, Michael kept working on his skill sets for cooking and, in, in fact, acquiring a number of plant-based um, accredited degrees in uh, in cooking. One of them called Cordon Vert, which is very cute. Which, next to Yam Chops, is the coolest name. It is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Yam Chops is the coolest name, but Cordon Vert is pretty darn cool. So when we sold our ad agency, um, you know, the passion that Michael's had for food, it was just one of those things that in this lifetime he knew he had to do something in food. And um, we sold the agency, made the transition, and then had to think about what were we going to do in food. Um, so when we look around in a city like Toronto today, there are so many great vegetarian and vegan options as far as restaurants are concerned. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we found that was missing was where do you get your center of the plate protein? So for those that are still consuming animal protein, they go to the butcher section of their grocery store to a butcher shop and they get that chicken or whatever they're going to put in the middle of their plate. And there really wasn't an option uh, available in Toronto that allowed people to do that. So if you were even thinking about eating a plant-based meal, how did you make it easy for yourselves and your family to do that? Hence the butcher concept uh, was born. It was like, we need to open a butcher shop, which is a crazy oxymoron in and of itself. And we got a lot of flack for that when we first opened. <laughs> we still get a lot of flack uh, for it, actually. Uh, but it really yeah. makes life easy for people who want to have a center of the plate protein that is uh, delicious and flavorful and plant-based. And, and really, that's the key. We wanted to create plant-based products that were delicious had a wonderful mouthfeel, a wonderful texture, and were available. Um, available to the vegan and vegetarian community, obviously, but also to that category called flexitarian, the, the group that's looking to reduce their meat and dairy intake, and we want to provide them an option. Vegan can be a little bit scary for people. You know, how do I cook vegan? What do I make? You know, it's going to take forever. I don't have the ingredients. We wanted to take that all away from them, give them clean food, delicious food with a great mouthfeel. That's a great point that Michael made because I think the perception you, you're welcome. <laughs> the perception that we hear from a lot of people who um, don't understand uh, what a plant-based diet looks like is that, oh, it, 
might be good for you. I don't know. I might eat it once or twice, but it's kind of that stuff that's like grainy or, you know, or a lot of grassy stuff. And I, you know, I might eat it once in a while, but it's not something I would do every day. And so part of it was breaking down that perception that people have and making it so accessible and so pleasing for them that it didn't feel like a compromise anymore or like a a choice you could make only once in a while, but something you could actually add into your diet easily. Genuinely an alternative too. I mean, we we call ourselves a plant-based protein alternative and that's genuinely what we are. We provide alternatives to the current protein that's out there. Um, Only ours happen to be plant-based. You know, you had, you talked about the butcher shop in this grocery store and I thought, well, I have this image of that turning into what you currently have on College Street, right? It's happening. It's happening. It really is happening. I mean, I'm sure you know Beyond Burgers or Beyond Meat. I mean, they are sold in the meat section in the U.S. They're sold in um, the middle of the meat counter. Wherever you see ground beef burgers, you're you're going to see Beyond Burgers burgers also. So so it is happening. Um, One of our dreams, and, you know, hopefully we'll see it, is to have like the sushi counter or like the meat counter in a grocery store, you're going to have a vegan counter. To that end, um, we sell our products in many grocery stores, um, so mainstream grocery stores. So it's wonderful to see that the city and the world is actually moving in that direction already. In fact, we've had calls from pretty much all the majors, uh, so Loblaws, Sobeys, they've contacted us uh, wanting to either carry our products or to make products that they can sell there or to look at how do we put a counter in their stores. So that's how the change the change is occurring. I mean, it's already in the mindset. It's, it's the clearly mi- a request is. from the public that has these yes. chains looking at how they include more uh, plant-based proteins as an offering in their stores. And the other thing that I've started to see in, in the four years that we've opened is you used to go into many grocery stores and there'd be this little section tucked away somewhere where you had like half a dozen strange vegan products, right? Yeah. Now um, we're seeing... A more of an integration of those products. So you would find vegan product alongside a non-vegan product in that category. I mean, so a mayo and a non and a vegan yeah. mayo side by I side. Ice cream which side is by side. Where it should be because yes. that gives people choice yes. and um, doesn't alienate a group of people at the same time. Yes. So true. Some James Aspie said, all you have to do when you go in the grocery store is when you go to reach for that carton of milk, you just move your hand a little bit over There's and the pick other up choices the, yeah. but, but if the it's other in a brands. completely yeah. different section, most people who are consuming milk, they won't go to that other section yeah. because they know there's no milk there. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. plant based. So Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nice to see that yeah. that those those little changes occurring. I mean, um, even in our customer base, we see it. When we first opened, we were probably 65% vegan and vegetarian as our customer uh-huh. base. And then 35% what we'll call veg curious. Um, now it's the opposite. Our client base has switched completely. We are serving 65% to those who still consume meat but are looking to cut back. The world is saying, you need to cut back on meat. The medical community, I mean, the world is telling us, cut back on meat. We provide an option for them to do it. That's great. It's interesting. It seems that you're doing your thing and people are just kind of coming to you because, like you said, like these grocery stores are coming to you to sell your product, but also other people have come to you, like Dragon's Den. <laughs> right. That was crazy, crazy experience. Um, barely open nine months. 
still pulling our hair out and trying to figure out what the heck we got ourselves into and what are we doing here. And how crazy And uh, CBC knocks on our door and says, hey, we want you to be on the den. you got two weeks to prepare. Are you in? And we said, yep, we're in. So, um, so it, was, it was a good thing. I mean, amazing. it was good because we didn't have to go through the month-long or two-month-long audition process. Um, they sort of said, you have two weeks, and we started to panic. But that panic was great because we didn't dwell on it. We just got stuff done. So we had to forecast the balance of the year. We had to decide what our ask was going to be. We had no plan to, obviously, ask for anything because we'd only been open nine months. Mm -hmm. um, but we ultimately knew that if we were going to grow the brand, it, it would be, be through like a concept like franchising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we developed the concept. We developed the models. We made some great food for them and two weeks later we were on air um, an amazing experience truly an amazing experience yeah. and like tony said i mean you know we're from a marketing background but even if you're not from a marketing background to get on national tv on the number one rated reality yeah. show yeah you gotta be nuts to say no <laughs> you know you know there's a, a great part to the story that I've, I've forgotten uh, we didn't know when that episode would air so we filmed in May of 2015 but the episode didn't air till oh, February, February of 2016 yeah. and we are just like kind of yeah. figuring it and we also didn't know if they would air it at all because if they decided it didn't make for good television they weren't uh, going to air that, yeah. that segment right yeah um, and then when we found out when it was airing, we actually rented the Review Theater in yep. Roncesvalles oh, and yeah, invited yeah. all of our clients and supporters to come and watch this episode for the first time with us. Yes. And we fed them, of course, okay. and, and yeah. chatted with them. And that was, like, that was a party. A that was such yeah. a yeah. great evening for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Because we, we got to kind of... snowy and icy yeah, it was a bad night, horrible the evening. But everyone was showed up. And everyone, everyone shows up. up. The theater was, so was full wonderful. and it was just so great. And we really felt the love and support of, uh, of, of people that, that yeah. had really come along with us. Um, and, and that's the other part that I would say has been amazing. I mean, I've probably worked in retail. Um, my family business was a retail business. And I don't know of any retail business where people walk into your location daily and thank you for existing. Yeah. Like, we don't get people who are cantankerous and angry and upset about things. We don't get a lot of complaints. Like, people walk in and are generally just thrilled to be in our space and are generous with us, as we hope we are with them. Um, and that is amazing, that's right? That's yeah. a joy. Because yeah. usually when you're walking into a retail environment, you've got already kind of an air about it. Kind of, don't talk to me or talk to me or you better get this for me now or I better find what I'm looking for. And that's not the environment that, that we are living in. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I often say one of the best decisions I made in my life was not just going vegan, but was also coming here and discovering this wonderful, and I call it family, of the TVA right. and the veg community. Right. Like, it really is a community and a family. It really yeah, is. It is. Uh, and, and thankfully, it's one that embraced us when we opened. Um, remember, the third day we were open, and they did the march to end all slaughterhouses, and they marched past <coughs> us on College Street. And, I mean, there's a parade. We didn't even know the parade was on. We were just in the mad panic yeah. of preparing food, you know, because we have never done this before. And they stopped and they applauded us. I mean, it was just, you know, brought tears to our eyes. It was just, so the community has embraced us unbelievably. We've been, we've been really fortunate. Yeah. This four years has been quite a journey. You know, for, for us, um, when we opened our doors, we knew that um, 
we wanted clearly to to appeal to vegans and vegetarians, and we were looking for their support. Um, the bigger challenge was how would we cross over into mainstream? How would we invite those that were still uh, eating animal protein into our store without alienating them, and make them comfortable in our space? Right. Yeah. That was. Um, that was that was the key to to measuring our ability to um, to be Cross all inclusive, yeah, to, yeah. Like, yeah. to include everyone in in this experience with us. That was mm -hmm. the key to success. And after we aired on Dragons Den, we actually saw that happen. We saw our numbers flop. Uh, flop. Mm -hmm. So you know, I would tell you that sixty percent of our client base are flexitarians. Mm -hmm. They may still be consuming animal protein, and the balance are vegans and vegetarians. We, we, we do actually, get discussions yeah, about it. We, we do. We have you know, discussions yeah. with everyone that walks oh, yeah. in. The it, it's more so because we want to lead them. I mean, we don't. We don't come out and say, you know, are you a meat eater or are you yeah, a vegetarian yeah, or are you vegan? But we want to lead them to products that they're more interested in. Are they gluten-free? Are they soy-free? Yeah. Um, you know, do they have nut allergies? So it's more that kind of conversation. And inevitably, I mean, our first question typically is, is this your first time with yam chops? And, you know, if they say, yes, it is, well, look out. <laughs> I mean, we just take them down the counter, <laughs> fork after fork after fork, you know. And, and like Tony said it a few minutes ago, we get the word wow just a, a lot um, it's gratifying it, it really is gratifying to make an impact on people um, tell your your lady story yes yeah so about three months ago um, I was talking with clients in the store and this lady came up to me and um, I, I always remember faces I don't I'm not that great with names and she was a bit offended that I didn't recognize her mm -hmm. and I apologized, and she said, well, you know, I've been coming here since you opened the store. Which made it worse. Which <laughs> made it much worse. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't eating entirely plant-based at the time, but with you here, I've made the conversion to a plant-based diet. And I'm not on any diabetic medication or heart medication anymore, and I've lost 60 pounds. And I was, like, dumbfounded, right? And I said, well, that's probably why I didn't recognize you to yeah. begin with. She said, I've never had more energy, and it's because you were here, and you made me, um, you made, you allowed me to have access to things that I might not have had access to, that I slowly made that transition and never felt better. And those are the kinds of stories we hear continually, um, which is just, you know, really Amazing. just a proof of we are what we is. eat at the end of the day. Oh, yes. And uh, our health is guided by that so, um, so intensely that we need to pay attention to it, I think, a lot more. Yeah. Genuinely, we're, we're, we're hoping to spread that love on a, on a broader basis. Um, after Dragon's Den, we were offered a deal on Dragon's Den by Jim from Boston Pizza. Ultimately, we didn't close that deal, um, but we did work with his team for about four months. One of the most generous teams. I mean, we were again, we were only nine, ten months old at that time, so we didn't have enough knowledge to even know what we needed to know in order to go into franchising. Mm -hmm. And these guys, they were generous with their time, they were generous with their input, they were generous with their questions. They really helped us on the path to knowing what we needed to know just to get into the world of franchising. And as Tony mentioned, after the airing, we were approached by a lot of groups that were either interested in you know, investing in us or you know, buying portions of us in some way. Um, we ultimately ended up partnering with the group in Vancouver. Wonderful, wonderful organization. Really, 
they're not a plant-based organization, but they do realize that plant-based is the way of the future and really invested in terms of um, this is the direction they needed to go and need to go. Hence, um, we have four franchisees, a total of seven franchise locations. None of them are open yet, but that's spreading the love in our mind. Uh, we have two coming in Vancouver, two in Edmonton, two more locations in Toronto, and one in Mississauga. I would say by mid-2019, early to mid-2019, um, we'll have a number of them open. Nice. So, yeah. We're looking forward to it. So are we. So yeah. are we. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How about you tell us a little bit about your book. We have this lovely book here, and I flipped through it, and the recipes look amazing. And they are amazing. Easy. Uh, I'm not biased at all. <laughs> they they're, um, they're definitely for a home cook. I mean, there are some of our more complicated recipes in there. Um, and if you love to spend time in the kitchen, great. You know, dip in and get your hands dirty. But majority of them, they're home cook recipes. Um, this is a collection of recipes both from yam chops as well as from my 43 years of existing in the veg world. Um, this, like Dragon's Den, was kind of uh, a gift. I got a, an email from the publisher in the U.S. that said, have you ever thought about writing a cookbook? We'd be interested in publishing it. Would you be interested? I, it took everything I have not to answer them instantly. But a few minutes later, I did respond that I wanted to um, see what they had to say. I played it very coy. By the way, they asked me if I had an agent. I figured, oh shit, I don't have an agent. Do I need oh. to get an agent? <laughs> like, I don't know what's up in writing a cookbook. Anyway, I didn't have to get an agent. I did it all. Um, we closed the deal. About 10 months later, I completed the cookbook. And um, and it's called From the Kitchens of Yam Chops for a reason because it really is. Like, we're giving away our, our secrets here in many ways. A lot of the great products that we offer on our counter or you can uh, purchase in the store. Are, can be made at home um, and I've tested them all and I can tell you with certainty that they're all amazing. She's tested them by eating, not by cooking. Not oh, okay. by I was wondering yeah, there for a moment. Yeah, no, like... no, no, in fact we, we were doing another interview a few days ago and she said, you know, I can I can attest that these are all really easy to make and I'm looking at it like, how do you know that? Because I've watched you do them. So it's a class of 75 recipes, um, beautiful photography, we worked with a great um, food stylist as well as photographer, um, launched officially on the 17th, on April 17th. We had a launch party at Yam Chops just a couple days ago on the 19th. Um, and there's great, great, great food in there. Um, food that started, one of my very, very, very first recipes is in there, it's a peanut sauce, um, to one of my latest recipes, which is a beer-battered fish stick, uh, which is made with hearts of palm. So it's, um, yeah, it's kind of like a bucket list item. There it is in front of us. Yeah. Um, you have another great story about a gentleman, and I'm just oh, going to... Oh, yeah, this is a great story. So not long after we opened, we always sample over our butcher counter. And yeah, a lot but of that's intentional, a because a lot of people walk in. First of all, we have people that come and photograph our sign, you know, because they see plant-based butcher. Like, what the heck is a plant-based butcher? Mm -hmm. Then they come in, and they look at stuff that looks like meat and, you know potentially probably tastes like meat, but they don't know what it is. So our policy is we sample. 
So this big fellow walks in. This big fellow walks in, and we're located in the middle of little, little, little Portugal now, and uh, he kind of lunges across the counter and says, what is this crap? And takes all of my restraint not to strangle him at that moment, <laughs> and my service act. Customer service. Customer here. service, <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, I let him know it's a non-GMO uh, pea and soy protein. Would you like to have a taste? And he makes a face, and I give him a taste of our Szechuan beef. And uh, his eyes start to like light up as he's chewing it, and he leans into me and says more quietly, this is good. And I said, gee, thanks. <laughs> and he says, oh, how do you sell this stuff? And uh, I let him know that we sell it by weight, and he buys our largest container of our Szechuan beef. And he comes in weekly um, and buys the same thing every time he comes in, and we're convinced that he eats it in his car or somewhere in clandestine because he's afraid that his, his macho buddies. buddies will see him eating something that's not meat. But, you know, I love that because it's really all about uh, one bite at a time. And if we can have people enjoy a plant-based protein uh, one bite at a time and choose one meal a day or a week, or then we are, um, we are creating a future for ourselves by having people eat uh, less meat and live better, live longer, and live in a healthier environment. Doesn't hurt the environment or the animals either. So, yeah. I mean, really, in some way, we would love everybody to be vegan. And, and I actually believe deep in me that everybody is vegan. It's just taking out some people longer to get there than others. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, you're seeing it in the world now. There are alternatives that people are actually choosing over meat. It's time we cut back on meat and dairy and we provide alternatives that allow, that allow yeah. them to do that. And I'm all for the every little every meal every little thing counts because you never know what point people are on their journey because I believe right. the same thing totally. and you're just planting the seed you know totally. planting the seed yeah. for something to come in the future maybe not for them but maybe for someone in their family they hear about your great story of people who people we know people we interact with daily who have cut back or completely removed their medication because. They're eating a plant-based diet, and you can do it yeah. in a lot of different ways. And I think one of the key things about your place is that it's convenient. We love our convenience foods, and you're doing a really healthy, convenient, tasty, delicious, tastes like meat kind of thing, and it, it catches on, and people enjoy it, right? You know, we get that the question a lot of, if you're vegan, why do you have to call it meat? Why does it have to look like meat? Why does it have to taste like meat? We're not opposed to the foodie aspect of eating meat. We're really not opposed to it. We're opposed to the suffering and, of course, the, the killing of animals. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we still want to provide that foodie aspect, but we don't want anything else that goes along with it. So yeah. therefore, we provide plant-based as an alternative. We can still be creative, or you can still be creative. because You I'm can not too, that. there's a cookbook now. <laughs> yes. I can try to be as creative as you, but yeah, you can. You, you can. can be creative with plant-based foods. You absolutely can. I mean, from hot dogs made of carrots to lox, you know, smoked salmon made of carrots. Smoked salmon story is one of my favorites. So, I'm at home and I decide it's my mission to create smoked salmon. 
So Tony comes home, I don't know, she got her nails done or something, and I tell her, I'm so excited, I'm going to create smoked salmon. Well, she started ragging on me, like, you'll never do it, you can't do this. <laughs> now, we have the kind of relationship that if she says I can't, like, damn it, I'm going to. Well, so Great. That was my strategy all along, <laughs> so right? Great motivator. Uh, so... <laughs> well, it was about three hours, three, four hours later. We are not opening a plant-based butcher. <laughs> and it worked. So about three, four hours later, um, I mean, the carrot is so wonderfully versatile. It's got this texture that you can change from being that crunch in your mouth to being really, really smooth on your palate. Oh. And then you add enough flavoring. So we add a smoked sea salt, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of um, tart, if you will. And three hours later, we had smoked salmon that, honest to goodness, would fool any Jewish grandmother. We yeah. put it on a bagel. And it makes a great cashew cream Cashew also. sour so cream, good. some capers, a little bit of red onion, and some dill. And you would never know. It was so And good. that's the stuff that we're getting into now. You don't have to exploit animals yeah. to enjoy the dishes that we've all grown up with. And... We actually enjoy as foodie people. Yeah. We enjoy them. You know, um, uh, when we opened, we tried to understand what our demographic was. Like, you know, we often get asked by our investors and by people who are now joining us as franchisees, what is your customer base? What's the age group? What's the demographic of your customer base? And we have the most diverse customer base of it's anybody ridiculous. that I know. We have seven-year-olds that are our customers, and we have 85-year-olds that are our customers Absolutely. that have changed their diet from strictly meat and potatoes to a plant-based diet mm -hmm. and that's the range that we serve yeah. it's so vast and so varied um, and they're not all vegan or vegetarian these are exactly. many of them are meat eaters just looking to cut back and needing an alternative a plant-based protein alternative that we can provide them with thankfully yeah. we have um, a group I mentioned earlier that we go up to in um, Halliburton it's, there's a plant-based cardiologist up there named Dr. Shane Williams, and essentially what he does is he treats his patients, both treatment and prevention of heart disease, through a plant-based diet. And we've been going up for about three years and seen these people. His, his age group is about 50 to 70-year-old patients. We've seen these people from year one to year three where they physically, we don't recognize them. Emotionally, we don't recognize them. Medically, we don't recognize them. I mean, they've lost tons of weight. They're on zero medication. And, you know, that's not by accident. When you're in a group of 200 people and everybody is saying the same thing, plant-based eating changed my life. It changed my health, changed my medical health. It's an astounding, astounding thing that people really need to get into. And thank you for sharing your gift with hey. us today. It's been Pleasure. absolutely Pleasure. wonderful second time around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New stories to tell. So thank you so much. Yeah. I really, really appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to VegO, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and Radio Show, heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes at VegOut on our and on our app VegGuide. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca and you can find more about what we do at veg.ca. And so until next time, veg out. <laughs>